Hello, my loves, and welcome to the podcast, All Things Empath. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created All Things Empath to be a space where sensitives and empaths can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journeys. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel super confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more and more of us sensitives and empaths waking up every day. And the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform not only you, but the entire world. And it's why we're here. So I invite you to join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I am so happy you're here. Enjoy. So on today's episode, I'm talking about speaking your truth. I'm going to talk about our throat chakras and, and some other things. And so, of course, I'm experiencing a raspy throat. <laughs> so, nervousness, maybe energetically a little bit around some of this stuff, because um, it can feel challenging uh, and really super, super fucking vulnerable um, speaking your truth. And it's it's so, so important. I'm getting confirmation right now. My ears are ringing too. Um, just some stuff happening uh, for me in my body right now. Um, so yeah, this this episode, Speaking Your Truth, is one that um, it just really came through this week that, that I needed to share with y'all. And I'm going to you know, be sharing some of mine as we go through the episode. And, and just to start out with a really heartfelt thank you because this space, this podcast is a part of my healing journey to be able to show up here and be visible and be heard speaking things that I believe. Um, This is something that Laura Ann 10 years ago would never have dreamed of doing. I would have been too afraid of consequence to put myself out in this way and and I just so appreciate all y'all for showing up with me and um reaching out to me in in the numerous ways that you do uh, even if it's just energetically and with your heart um so I'm reaching back out to you on this episode to say thank you I see you I love you and let's dive in speak your truth. This is to a large extent contingent on listening to the voices of my heart, my soul, my higher self, to divine guidance in all its forms. There's often this knowing, this inner knowing that I'll feel in my chest, in my gut, Uh, As I mentioned in an episode recently, in in the back of my head, I'll even get some some inklings and some voices and some some downloads. 
Um, and, and for so long, it really was my survival pattern to ignore these truths, sometimes unconsciously, but honestly, a lot of the time it was with my head leading the way, kind of trumping my heart, trumping my soul, um, you know, making logical explanations and justifications for self-abandonment. Because when we don't show up to speak our truth for the sake of other people's needs, for the sake of safety, acceptance, or love, this is self-abandonment. And um, you know, I feel like there was this element too uh, growing up and as a younger woman that not speaking my truth and living in that land of self-abandonment, I was trying to ensure that I wasn't too much and that I was, you know, like a good girl, quote unquote. And honestly, that I was somehow perfect because it was like I was trying to fit everybody's definition of what I should be rather than just allowing myself to speak my truth and be my authentic self. And it was me trying to be perfect to show that I was worthy of love because I deep down didn't really believe that I was. Um, if you can hear that, it's the world's cutest sneeze. That is my cat, Sophia Rose. and She's absolutely precious. Oh my God. I love her so much. Um, so yeah, this kind of, uh, chameleon-like survival strategy is a shadow aspect of having sensitivity superpowers, of being a empath, a sensitive soul, a highly sensitive person, whatever um, label resonates with you and your experience as a sensitive, you know, we can sense the energy and emotions of others and we learn for our own survival that we can actually shapeshift to some degree and change according to that energy that we're perceiving. It's kind of the ultimate control, right? When we're controlling other people's perceptions of ourself. And um, it's one of the ways that people-pleasing is experienced, that kind of morphing of self to fit in with and match the energy, the emotional reality, the state and expectation of those who are surrounding us. And... I want to just reiterate, I know I've talked about this in uh, like the nervous system episode. Um, these are trauma responses, y'all. And, and you can be uh, brought into a different relationship with them. You know, it's something that you can work with to bring a greater awareness and different reactions to those, um, to those trauma responses, to disrupt old patterns that aren't serving you anymore and create new ones. You can absolutely do that. And remember, you are, we are multifaceted beings. So when I talk about trauma and a, and a trauma response, we can talk about it in terms of our nervous system. We can talk about it in terms of trapped hormonal and chemical cocktail in the connective tissue of your body or epigenetics and DNA, or blocked chakras and trapped energy, or you know ancestral trauma. But know that 
when we experience trauma and adapt to survive, we experience it through all levels of mind, body, spirit, and they all affect one another and they can all be worked with to help us to feel, to heal, and ultimately to thrive on the other side. So creating space to practice self-awareness as we heal is actually a really vital part of the process of disrupting those old patterns that no longer serve to create the new ones. In order to stop self-abandoning for others, we first have to be aware that it's happening. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's an important first step. Um, and sometimes honestly, it's so obvious to me when I'm doing it and I like can see myself doing it and I know I'm doing it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it again. And then that gives me maybe a little bit more ability real time to, to pivot and make some adjustments and, you know, invite inquiry and, uh, create a little space to have a different reaction and response than what's coming up automatically. But then there are other times when, um, Really, it's only after a pretty fair amount of self-reflection after the fact that I realized like, oh, that's what I was doing. I was self-abandoning because it's such an ingrained pattern of, of a survival pattern in how I've learned to show up in relationship to people around me. I feel like especially earlier in my life, in my 20s, um, and you know, then again, it came out a lot, a lot, a lot for me in, in early sobriety, especially that there was this feeling of like, well, shit, who am I even like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> because there was so much people pleasing and shape-shifting and trying to be perfect for everyone else or be who I'm meant to be according to society's standards, even though I like prided myself on being a strong woman and, you know, having my own, like still it's like that shit runs deep. And I really had to take some time for some intentional self-reflection to, to reconnect with and discover like what my truth even was, who I even was at that point. And I think that really is a quintessential part of the experience of a dark night of the soul process as you're awakening uh, or, you know, as you take the red pill or however you want to think about it. It's this unveiling process. And that can feel really disorienting because when we self-abandon all the time, Coming back home to ourselves, it's like we're a stranger in our own home. And so, as it turns out, learning how to set boundaries is actually really important in learning to speak your truth. Um, and, and boundaries are linked to identity because when we have those porous boundaries, um, our ability to say where I where I end and you begin and and vice versa, that is clouded and it's difficult to really ground into the truth of, of who we are. Um, and you know, boundaries, it, it can feel in learning boundaries and, and speaking your truth, kind of like a chicken or the egg scenario a little bit, but it's definitely got like some co-creative energy there. You know, the more you tune into 
and let me speak first person here, you know, the more I tune into what my needs are and, and what boundaries I need to put into place, then I have to actually practice communicating them to others, which is, you know, speaking my truth and then cultivating them ultimately when those boundaries are crossed, which is ongoing communication, ongoing reiteration of my truth. And then the more I do it, just like anything else, the better I get at it. And the clearer and stronger my voice becomes, um, both to myself and to the people around me. And, you know, hence through this process of, of reconnecting, remembering, discovering self, learning boundaries, and, uh, you know, taking step by step on this healing journey, the Laura Ann of today as compared to 10 years ago is here hosting this podcast with you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's those little shifts that build on each other over, over and over time. And it's different now. I think even like the way that energy is available to us to play with, like the way that things are manifesting now, um, I've seen it for myself and I've heard it in the community talking with, with other healers and channels and guides that it feels like some of the denser frequency has shifted where it used to take a lot longer for us to manifest and transform and alchemize and change our inner and outer realities. Like that timeline is collapsing and it's easier for us, I should say, to collapse those timelines. Excuse me while I take a sip of my tea. So learning how to recognize when you're losing yourself in relationship to others is um, a really big part of that journey. A a huge step on the path to coming back home to yourself and to your truth and to your power. Um, When I look back, it's like, man, how many times have I silenced myself from speaking my truth out of that fear of rejection or abandonment or being deemed unworthy of love? Like, way too many times to count in the millions, probably, if I'm being honest. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that we, especially, especially women, um, are here to heal through our bloodlines and, and here to reclaim. And it's a vital part of the process, not only for our own healing, but for the healing of our ancestors and to create the space and the possibility of the unfolding of divine feminine energy in our collective reality. And I say especially for women because it's women who've been silenced by the patriarchy for hundreds and hundreds of years. The witch wound. You're either a Madonna or a whore. Be seen and not heard. Um, you know these, these wounds around being seen and heard and the consequences thereof run super deep. These survival patterns run so deep. And if you're here listening to this and it resonates with you, know that on its own, this is a sign that you're already healing these wounds and you're working with your throat chakra. And yes, this really is all connected to your throat chakra. Um, it's, it's important. And, and I mentioned before, you know, holistic approach, right? So there are all these different ways that we can 
work with trauma responses and healing. Um, but I'd really like to explore this a bit deeper because looking at that holistic approach, um, and how it's supportive of deep level, a deeper level of healing and integration of that work that you're doing. Um, I think that working with your throat chakra is, it feels really accessible and it can have massive results for you. Like, um, it's something that feels really approachable and, uh, you know, take it if it, if it resonates, leave it. If it doesn't, you can always pick it back up another time. Um, but you know, it's such important work working, working with your trauma responses, of course, in general, but, but working with your throat chakra as well. Um, it's a bit heavy what I'm about to share, but I really, um, I want to let you know that there's not a single woman, not a single one I've worked with over the years, myself included, who has had a struggle with autoimmune conditions, who hasn't experienced sexual abuse and, who doesn't have like a thyroid throat chakra, massive block. Um, you know, when you add that up over generations of women, all of that trauma, believe me, those wounds run deep in the feminine collective and ancestrally within your own bloodlines. And so that means there's a lot of work to be done to heal and clear and love on your throat chakras. Um, so what is your throat chakra? Uh, it is the energy center located at the base of your throat. That's also the location of your thymus gland, which is an essential gland in your endocrine system that actually plays a huge role in your immunity and your resiliency. And it's the energy center for communication, your throat chakra, where you can speak your truth and be heard. And your throat chakra supports internal communication within yourself. So that piece I'm talking about, like self-reflection, like how can you speak your truth if you don't know it for yourself? So knowing how to communicate your truth internally, verbal communication to those around you, um, as well as creative ideas. So if you're an artist or a writer or and you're, and you're feeling you're creative and you're feeling blocked creatively, working with your throat chakra can actually be really helpful with that. Um, and the shadow element, no shock here, the shadow element of your throat chakra is lies. My loves, when we self-abandon to fit into someone else's ideas about who or what we are, when we self-abandon to people, please, we are lying to ourselves, to others, even if it's unconsciously done and it builds up over time. Believe me, I speak from personal experience. You don't struggle with thyroid disease and not have an imbalanced throat chakra and not have struggled with speaking your truth. Um, so working to open your throat chakra is so important. It really ripples and reverberates throughout all different areas of your lived experience internally and externally with your relationship with yourself, your relationship with others. Um, if you do struggle with autoimmune disease, uh, if you do have thyroid disease, 
this is an absolute must for you. Um, and I, I highly recommend that you at least give it a try uh, pretty consistently for a bit. You know, play around with some of these things and and see what comes up for you and see what shifts might occur and what resonates most with you to carry into more regular self-care and healing practices. Um, so working with your throat chakra can look like yoga. You could do yoga. There, there's specific yoga poses that you can do to support opening your throat chakra, like fish pose is one, plow pose, supported shoulder stand. Um, working with your throat chakra can look like singing. That's one of my favorites. Um, it can look like chanting, journaling, podcasting. Uh, working with your inner child is also supportive of your throat chakra. If you think about yourself as you develop as a kid, that's a part of, you know, that's where those survival patterns kind of get locked in. It's where we learn. It's your inner child who first learned. It was the child version of you who first got the lesson and understood, I need to hide my truth in order to survive. I need to hide my truth in order to be accepted, to be loved, to fill in the blank, right? So that inner child work can really help to open and free up your your throat chakra. I did do a little bit true to form. Um, I, I looked up some different affirmations for opening your throat chakra and through that little online escapade, I did find a resource that I actually, I quite liked. It's called anahana.com. I'll link it in the episode notes. And it has just a really lovely little summary for each of the chakras. If that's something that you're interested in learning more about. Um, and it, it gives a little bit of the history of the chakra system and, and the seven energy centers and, um, you know, their, their mudra, their symbol, their color, Um, the third chakra color is blue. And, um, then I saw these on on this site uh, specifically, I felt like these were just really good, simple, again, accessible affirmations that if you feel drawn to any of them and you want to work with your throat chakra, you can say them aloud to yourself. You can write them down and put them on your mirror or put it in your phone Um, I really like sometimes with affirmations to record an audio note on my phone and play them back to myself and make it like a kind of personalized meditation. Um, And so, yeah, just try some of these on and see see if you like any of them. Um, So here's some of these affirmations to help open your throat chakra. I trust my conviction and act on my truth. I express my creativity with ease and joy. I speak my truth. I do no harm with my words. I listen to my inner knowing. I let my voice be heard. I speak with authenticity, grace, and courage. And again, as, as I mentioned in a previous episode, and I think earlier in this one, um, give yourself permission to say no to some of these things and only take on what feels in resonance for you. Uh, so, you know, if you don't like to sing, don't force it. <laughs> right? like, 
I had a client once who really hated affirmations. And so why force that? It's not, it's not going to be effective. If something isn't in resonance for you, that's okay. Um, you know, you could always come back and, and try it again later to see if, if you've shifted and now it is in resonance. Um, but I, I do encourage you to give yourself permission to, to be open to trying on some of these things to see if they're in resonance, to see if they fit without letting yours or someone else's maybe, um, preconceived notions dictate what you try out. And it's in this energy, um, of today's episode that I would like to share some of my own newly discovered truth with y'all. So the container and, and what it is I'm creating, um, within sensitive collective is really shifting. I'm working on creating something really special that is in true alignment with, with my heart, my soul, my purpose, with my business sensitive collective. And this podcast is a huge part of that vision. Um, my dream, my greater vision and purpose is to really create in sensitive collective, a brave space for people who identify as empaths, sensitives, highly sensitive people, to come and learn and grow and heal together in community. So I've been <laughs> I've been on this roller coaster that is the healing journey for a long ass time. <laughs> um, I've been doing this work for myself and facilitating this work for others. And something that I have seen and uh, learned and know to be true and have seen that the evidence of that time again and again and again is that we do not heal in isolation we do not heal in isolation we really need the mirror and the container of relationship to and connection to others to truly see ourselves and to heal and transform and and an intentional community of people holding space for one another it just exponentially increases the transformational energy that's experienced collectively i feel like for me the best like when i think about that the best example um is the the myofascial release seminars that i've attended um, so I do, you know, for, I did, I, I haven't done the hands-on body work as, as much in the last few years, but for many years I was doing that work and got incredible results, like really great. And people are like, what the hell just happened? What was that? Like, that wasn't a massage. I saw lights. I heard the voices of my ancestors. They're like, I, someone was talking to me. Was that you? I was moving around. I didn't even know. Like, there's just so many, like, super cosmic what the fuck moments that I have seen with folks in the in the studio space um doing my fascia release all of it <laughs> like I can't help laughing because I'm just having like flashbacks all of it pales in comparison to the experience of being in a room of you know depending on the workshop like 30 to 80 people 
doing the work together. It, it, it is the energy like for us, like, you know, I mean, it, it is so palpable, the difference, that collective energy and not just in a physical space because we can connect and, and touch each other energetically, even if we're not in the same room. Um, it, it raises that energetic bar and it, it allows for, um, what, uh, actually one of my mentors, Fabian Fredrickson, and she's a, a business coach. She's amazing. Check her out. She talks about the popcorn effect, you know, where one person pops and then another pops and the energy, it just like, it's that heat it's rising. And so all of the kernels, then they start to pop. And then you hit like this breaking point where then everybody's popping, right? That can be the power of community. And, and I've seen it, um, on a personal level, uh, as, as someone coming to spaces for healing, for transformation. Um, and I've seen it as a leader and facilitator of these spaces that, um, community has a greater impact than one-on-one work. And so that's the direction that I'm moving. So that's why, I will be focusing a lot more moving forward on community containers in my practice, in my business, Sensitive Collective. I'm still seeing some clients. I'm still taking on some one-on-one clients. So if that resonates with you and that feels like a safer, braver space for you, please don't let this episode dissuade you from reaching out to me. Um, You can still book a discovery call and I would love to talk to you and, and see if we're a right fit to work together. But my heart is feeling really called to create more community offerings and I'm so excited. I just, just feel I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm lit up and I'm just so stoked to share those with you in the weeks and months ahead as, as I birth them into creation and into reality. Um, so also you know, just as more and more of y'all have through this, podcast found me and connected with me on discovery calls, um, I've come to realize that a lot of us who, you know, may classically, I, I like exemplify, I guess the traits and experiences of, of an empath. Um, not everybody who does really identifies with that label. And so, um, as I'm, as I'm feeling, into how I want to grow this community and um, bring on more guests and more support into this space for you. I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards changing the name of this podcast to reflect my mission and my vision and naming it instead the Sensitive Collective Podcast. I feel like that's more inclusive and it more accurately reflects what it is I want to create in the world. Um, so if you feel some kind of way about that, let me know. My computer's notifying me about something. Um, I'm also going to start doing a live question and answer on Instagram. So if you don't follow me yet, please do. I'm at sensitive.collective. And I haven't figured out yet 
um, the, the days and the times and the schedules for the, the live Q and a, I will, I will keep you posted on that, but, um, I felt like it would be a good opportunity, you know, for, if y'all have any questions and you, you want to talk to me, maybe you don't want to have a discovery call, but you'd like to, to, um, get some feedback on, on some questions or ideas or, you know, just be like, is this crazy? This happened to me. That's like what half of y'all, <laughs> the discovery calls that I have, people are like, so this thing happened and I feel crazy. And it's just me being like, you're not crazy. <laughs> That's totally, a totally, um, normal part of the, the experience of a sensitive or of an empath. Um, so yeah, live question and answers on Instagram at sensitive.collective. Also, I'm in the process of creating and working on um, a pretty epic free resource for y'all, a new one. So if you haven't subscribed to my email list, please do just to make sure you don't miss out on that when I finally get all the things finished with it, because it's, uh, like I said, it's pretty epic. Um, So if you haven't already, you can subscribe to my email list at uh, sensitivecollective.com slash podcast. And of course I will link all of this stuff in episode notes for y'all. Again, you know, as I started this episode, thank you so much. Thank you for being here with me and for listening and for giving me some of your time and your energy and attention. I so appreciate you. And as always, I would love to close out with a reminder that You are doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got, and I love you.